My name is Tony, and I was in a cult for over a decade. And my name is Lindsay, and my sister was in a cult for over a decade. And now I'm out. Lindsay and my family helped get me out, and we have created a podcast. Playing in Traffic. We interview survivors of the Wimscog. We cover topics of healing and topics of all things about cults. So tune in, like, subscribe, whatever all that means, and enjoy the process of deconstruction. Welcome to Playing in Traffic. This is our disclaimer song. This is our disclaimer song. It's our opinion. Don't sue us. Don't sue us. If you didn't want us to make a podcast about you, then you probably shouldn't have started a religion where you brainwashed people and separated them from your family, so it's kind of your fault. But don't sue us. Don't sue us. You know who you are, so don't do it. Don't sue us. She's eating poop. She's eating poop. She's eating poop for me. Tony's oh. here. <laughs> We're back. Oh, here we go. Today we are we're we have Anthony with us, guys. Who's Our that? former guest, Anthony. He's a former deacon of the Winscog, and he's been with us a few times on the episodes. And we're gonna have a fun interview with him today. Hi, Anthony. I hope it's fun. I'm kind of boring, but I hope it turns out okay. <laughs> Anthony, you might be our top reoccurring guest, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm in it for the fame and fortune. So <laughs> whenever that fortune comes in, let me know. <laughs> for sure. You'll be the first to know. And I would definitely not describe you as boring. That is the least thing <laughs> I would ever say. Okay. So today, I'm hoping that we can have a little bit of fun. As we know, this is a serious topic. And I just want to straight out say that in this episode, we are not making fun of anybody. Like, me and Anthony have been there. So we are not judging anybody, making fun of anybody. We've we've literally been there. We're kind of making fun of ourselves, if anything else. And so we're just going to, you know, just have a fun time today. Sound good, guys? I wanted to cry today. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) No. I'm sure we'll make you cry again. (laughs) Um, You guys, I have no idea what's coming. Tony and Anthony have set up this whole secret thing, and they're sh- surprise attacking me today. Yeah, so. well, uh, one of the things that, you know, I, I would say, like, the kind of concept about this, I mean, okay, now we're going to get into the serious part before we get into the more fun part. But the serious aspect of it is, you know, when you join this group, one of the things that they kind of tell you and teach you is that everything that you knew before is a lie. Like, you have like everything before in the world your whole view of the way that the world is it was wrong and now this what they teach you is the true reality 
So your concept of what's real and what's not real is completely skewed through this group because they completely deconstruct your concept of reality and they rebuild it. And one of the things that they use are the words. They create words or they take words that you have known and they give it a new meaning. Like the power of words is like unbelievably strong. So, you know, for instance, uh, like an example I could use is like the color blue. For a long time, they didn't have <laughs> the color blue in vocabulary. Like people didn't have this word. And because of that, a lot of people couldn't even see the color blue until they gave a word for it. Because until this like word was created, it was hard for them to distinguish. It was more of like a green. Even a lot of, uh, not a lot, but there are still some groups and cultures that they don't have the word for blue, but they have multiple words for green. So if you show to them a bunch of green dots and a blue dot, they won't be able to distinguish most times what's the blue, like which one's different. But for us, you know, we're so used to generalizing the color green, but in their culture, they have multiple levels of green. So they could distinguish even a green that's just a little bit lighter. They'd be able to, you know, see a big difference because they have words for it. So the power of words is actually really big. So the church, when they take your words and they hijack it and they give it new meanings, you know, it's completely changing your sense of the world around you. So, you know, I noticed this on a previous episode where um, I think someone was talking about a pastor and he's like, yeah, you know, he, you know, he pulled out the sword, he pulled out the sharp sword and Lindsay was like, oh, he, what? <laughs> like, is that like an intimidation tactic? But <laughs> the actual meaning of- Like imagining a real sword, right? Like a yeah, samurai sword. Yeah, and I remember like Chad laughing about it. <laughs> I remember Chad being like, you know, he took out like a samurai sword in the middle of like the Bible study. <laughs> But uh, at that moment, I was thinking, you know, like for me, one of the big things that has uh, helped me move on is to not use the terminology that the church taught me, but rather just to explain things for what they really are. But it's kind of funny because I'm interested to see from an outsider's perspective, meaning Lindsay, the one who is never cool enough to be in a cult. <laughs> uh, exactly what what it sounds like to you and then we'll kind of reveal the truth of like what it meant to the church of god Ooh, but anthony i think it's interesting because in a way me and you are going to kind of be deprogramming those words right we're going to yeah. be thinking like no that word does not have that power anymore and this is what it means to me now so i think that's also going to be really powerful for all of us to do because once you get those concepts in your head they're, they're hard to get rid of exactly yeah actually this came up um in our last interview tony with the no worries did you guys say no worries anthony did we in say no worries no worries um a, a a little bit i think at one point um it was more of the uh i remember the, the pastor doing the uh don't worry be <laughs> <Yeah. happy." laughs> well, that's hilarious yeah it, it that was uh that was a fond uh, <laughs> recollection. It's definitely a reoccurring theme among all the, the different churches. Yeah, no don't worries. Don't worry. Go preaching. Right? Give us money. 
Yeah, that's like the more honest version there. It's like, suck it up. Don't feel any feelings. (laughs) So turn it off like a light switch. (laughs) It's a cool little whimscog trick. (laughs) This song on your last episode, Anthony. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so so, um, I I was... Do you want to just dive into some of these these terms? Yeah, so we're just going to go through the language. And like I said, we're not making fun of anybody. We're just, like, you know, we're just going through. These words have a lot of meaning to us. So let's see, Lindsay, what you think. Um, Anthony, okay, you want- to be fair, though, I have been, like, following your church for 12 years. I think. I think you'll do pretty well, actually. I don't think you'll be too Ooh. scary. How that's, much knowledge I have of the church. That's that's true. I, that is that is very true. I think that so maybe I, you have I, a leg up on the, some of the. Uh, okay, non- can I start with an easy one? Okay. Okay. G B Y. G B Y. Oh, I've seen this. B Y. It's like the most <laughs> common thing that we would always say to each other. Got. Okay. Wait. What? The, okay, the G. What? What at this church would? God be bless the you. God bless you. <laughs> ding 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 ding. ding. <laughs> what does that ready. mean to you? Yeah. God what does you. that mean to you? Well, okay, a normal person, it would mean God bless you. You just sneezed. <laughs> In your church, it's like the weird way that everybody greets each other every time you walk into a room. God bless you, sister. That's what I think of. Constant. God bless you means everything. It reminds me of um, aloha. Yes, aloha in Hawaiian. In Hawaii, how it just means like hello, goodbye, hello, goodbye. I but it also you. means like thank you. Like right. let's just say somebody like you know, I was going to use the word served you. Is that normal? I I feel like it's kind of like a, a mix. <laughs> but someone gave gave you something, you you wouldn't say thank you. You, you would say, say, God bless you. God bless you, brother. Say GBY. Would you say God bless you or would you that's, say GBY? That's shorthand in text. GBY is the text version, okay. which yeah. I hated. That's what I've seen. I That's what I've, that's where I've seen it on um, like Instagram. Right. Over, <laughs> over again. And I think I had to stare at it when I saw it and I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Well, <laughs> I actually had programmed my phone whenever I wrote GBY that it would, instantly turn to god bless you with like an exclamation point at the end so that was my like shorthand way to like spell it out that's hilarious i spelled it out every time because i felt like it was so lazy to just say gby and i was like i'm better than that i'm gonna spell the whole thing out (laughs) so so stupid (laughs) it was like aloha it was like the hello it was like uh goodbye (laughs) Oh, God bless you so much. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, then there he's was waving his hands for people that get you. God bless you so much. Yeah, like someone like hands you oh, God bless you. You know, like there it was always used for that. It was also used as kind of like when you were like a little irritated with somebody. Like it was like a dismissal as well. Like you could use it like, okay, God bless you. <laughs> you know, like right, like meetings yeah. over. God bless you. Yeah. Right. It was, for sure. it was it was used in a bunch of different ways. But the way it was used for thank you, you would never really be able to say thank you. And if you ever slipped, if you ever said thank you to somebody, what did the response need to be, Tony? Thanks to father and mother. 
You can never accept thanks. You can never have done anything. For no, anything. brother. Thanks to father, mother. Only what? thanks to father, mother. Yeah. Oh, not me. No, I didn't spend the last couple of hours cooking for you. It was father and mother all the way. Yeah, exactly. Like if something went good, it was thanks to father, mother. But if something went bad, I'm a sinner. Yeah, true. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's that's so. Ugh. You just see how quickly that could like change your whole mindset. Yeah, like, you quick, can never do quick. good. Because you're in that constant loop, that constant loop with each other. You're never having a real conversation. You're just thank you, God bless you. No thanks to father, mother. God bless you. No thanks to father, mother. Like that. Amen. Tony, I think there was a point. I think I remember just saying this. Um, you saying God bless you, sister and brother. I think I was jealous for a little bit because I was like, I'm her, I'm her real sister, bitches. Yeah. And she would never be able to say, God bless you, sister, to you. Yeah. I'll never be never baptized. (laughs) God bless you, sinner. Yeah. All right, Anthony, what do you got? Let's hear one of yours. Okay, okay, okay. Fast. Quick. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Am I doing like um? What is that? What yeah. Is what, what comes to mind? Fast. Yeah. Um. She I probably mean, knows about this. I already know fasting, like fast, like not eating and drinking water and eating baby puke. <laughs> okay, eating baby puke is not part of the fast, <laughs> but that's for Passover. Well, yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It it was definitely there were required fasts. So when you'd hear fast. Sometimes before a big feast, um, like a, or a big, uh, you know, a big celebration or a big like day that they celebrate, um, it would be uh, three days of no food, no water, and they used to make the whole church do it. But I guess eventually it was exposed, so they started to hide it, and now they don't make people do it. But now people do it on their own, just you know, or in small groups. But you know, previously it was like the whole church was told no food or no water. And then the thing is afterward, after you had this fast, you had to eat mush. Like they would boil rice and they called it porridge. And they would just basically like boil rice and add more water, add more water until it was like this blob of rice. And honestly, I used to love it. Yeah. Not because it tasted good, because it meant like I was able to eat and they'd add like soy sauce and sesame oil. And it was like the greatest thing because after three days of starving and your breath, oh my God, it was the worst. Um, Like having to like not eat and not drink. Some members didn't know that they were able to brush their teeth. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) it's pretty bad. And like your body starts doing weird things after, even after one day of no water, your body starts to do kind of weird things. And you're not really allowed to show anybody that you're fasting because that would be like, praising yourself or you know giving yeah attention to to well, you still need to go preaching you still need to be teaching the bible you still have to be doing all this stuff what's the um, like human limit on no water Is i it think like, it's like like five days or something i don't know but they always said that the leader of the church would fast for like 10 days didn't you always hear that anthony uh, no i never heard that one you never no. heard that she fasted never, like seven I, or ten oh, days. I, I, oh, the leader of the church. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's what I, th- I think you meant, like the one at like. Um, and I'm like, I was a leader of a church, and oh I no, 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 no. <laughs> you mean no, like? 
head leader. But she's, but she's still kind of like pudgy looking. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That lady's not dancing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he's fine. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But that was what we were told. We were told that she did these endless fasts and she was so sick and so hungry. So it made it easier for us. When you hear fasting, you think of no, not eating food, but you definitely don't think of not drinking water. Right. That's yeah. not good. I mean, it's not good to fast, but then like eliminating water too, it's very bad for you. Okay. Anthony, this yeah. was on your list. Can I say it? Go on. And you're also going to have to remind me, you know, you, you're kind of fresher out than me. So this is kind of fun. A uh, baby prostitute. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is this revelation? Oh, okay. This yeah, I, I had this one later on. That was going to be oh. a big expose. Oh, I'm sorry. When you, hear, <laughs> when you hear baby prostitute, what do you think about, Lindsay? Oh, my God. I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> Why would we ever say those two words together? <laughs> Well, so this is this is during a, a study called Daniel's Prophecy when you get into the book of Revelation. Okay. But they, they talk about the great prostitute, meaning um, uh, the Catholic Church. But then the baby prostitutes are all the Protestant churches. So any Sunday keeping church was known as a baby prostitute. So in a study with like new people, we as members didn't always realize <laughs> realized but we were we would say and what about you know those what are the baby prostitutes if a prostitute has babies they're baby prostitutes so it was um it was our way of uh explaining about um protestant churches oh so i remember one day i was sitting there and this is probably like nine years into being in the church all of a sudden i was studying daniel's prophecy and somebody was uh, saying, and oh, yeah, what are these? They're baby prostitutes. And I'm like, you know, in any other circle, <laughs> saying baby <laughs> prostitute might be kind of weird, but only in the weeks <laughs> time. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Oh, my God. I, I am having flashbacks. Anthony, stop it. You're giving me these flashbacks of, like, my drawing of, like, the Catholic Church is, like, the main prostitute. And then there's, like, all these little baby prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pentecostal, baby prostitute, Methodist, yep. Pentecost. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. But okay. I never thought that was weird until the. I, did, so I didn't either until <laughs> until my mind was slowly leaving the church. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> Doesn't everybody know these baby prostitutes? I think it's legal to draw a cartoon version of oh, it. Okay. No, but this is for real though. Like we were terrified of those churches. Actually, the other day I was driving with my grand, my grandma, okay, and my grandma says, I remember when we used to ride around with your son, and he would get so scared of all the churches down the street, and he would say, that's Babylon, that's Babylon, which could go into another one, right? Yeah. Oh, man, did I have to cross Babylon off my list? <laughs> Tell oh, me. Yeah. Lizzie, do you know Babylon? My nephew used to say it all the time. All I the remember time, like, terrified. He really was. I know what Babylon is, but Babylon is used in a lot of cults. The term Babylon, the idea of Babylon, right? Because they sort of use it the same way that Wimsgog did. Huh. As right, as far as like 
Babylon is the place where, um, like, God's people are trapped. Yes. Because I'm a big Bob Marley fan, and there's a lot of references to Babylon and, like, getting out of Babylon. Yeah, I um, yeah, I I didn't know that other places use it in kind of in the same way, but I can imagine. I mean, a, there's a lot of parallels and similarities between the Wimscog and these other uh, cult cult groups. So I'm gonna cross Babylon off the list <laughs> because we hit it. What about this one, Lindsay? What about a lawkeeper? Ooh, a lawkeeper. Hmm. I've heard, I've overheard this saying before via the podcast, but I imagine um, just like a bootlicker. <laughs> what? Like, like a suck up? <laughs> like yeah. somebody who, who's like someone who's like following the law, like looking at their window, calling the cops when someone parks in the wrong. Do you think it's good or bad? I think it's good. I think it's annoying a karen in in the church if someone was a law keeper would that be a good thing or a bad thing a law keeper i would imagine is a good thing wrong (laughs) what tell her what a law keeper is tone (laughs) a law keeper is somebody who just keeps the laws of god Okay, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Anthony? Um, okay, they're doing the bare minimum. Bare minimum, but uh, it's like, legalistic. Okay. They're legalistic. Like, I'm keeping every single Sabbath. I'm keeping every service. I'm keeping every tithe. I'm doing every single thing that I do. I'm even going preaching three times a week. But that doesn't necessarily mean that I can go to heaven if it's not like with all my heart and with all my mind. That was my understanding. What do you think, Anthony? That's like the deepest, deepest level. Yeah. Lawkeeper is the one who's just trying to do the bare minimum, like whatever. They're not doing anything from their heart, anything extra. They're doing whatever they're told is like the bare minimum. So usually in a lot of situations, it's just the one who's just keeping service and tithing and that's it. Like, you want me to go to this cleanup? No. You want me to do this extra thing? No. But what I'm going to do is just what I need to do to get to heaven. That's it. No more, no less. That's a lot. Anthony, did you feel like, though, even among the, like, the church leaders, like, the little meetings that we would have, that we would also could, could be accused of being law keepers? Do you know what I mean? Like, you guys, like, say it at each other. Like, you're even, being a keeper right now. You wouldn't call a lawkeeper a lawkeeper. That's more of like when you're talking about somebody who's not really like all there with it. You know what I mean? Like, like when you're talking about somebody else, like they're they're being a lawkeeper. Yeah. 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 It, 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 if someone's just a lawkeeper, it's not somebody that you really feel comfortable enough to tell them that they're a lawkeeper. It's the <laughs> one that like is like already just barely holding on by dedicating hours and you know revenue to the organization but they're still not good Mm. Uh, but you're not going to tell them they're not good you're just going to be like well you know god's the judge but you know if it were up to me (laughs) that is so awful because it just sets us up for failure yes that is not true let's get that out of our heads and it sets you up for competition with each other because you never would want to be considered that 
that was actually a really big motivation in the church was competition. It yeah. was, you know, who's doing more, who's able to, you know, and you looked at other people as rivals in some aspects because you always wanted to be the one who dedicated a little bit more, did a little bit more for the church. Um, so yeah, there's definitely rivalry and, but they, they set up competitions all the time. They did pit us against each other in a way because they wanted us to compete to do more. And that's why they always had a movement. Like it ended up being like every other month was like a new movement, like this new thing that we we're putting. And it was just like, how many movements are we gonna have? Like mm -hmm. every month is a new movement, every quarter. It's just, you know, constantly. What kind of movements did you guys had? I know we had the 10 talent movement and that was like pretty big all over the place. Uh, there were like a, a bunch of different like random titles like run with mother was the you guys had a lot of slogans out there i remember you guys did something with autism didn't you guys do a big autism thing i'm sure that the propaganda videos made it look like it was a lot <laughs> bigger than it was but we just went to an autism walk oh man they made a huge video out of that one yeah. okay that's hilarious because they always say we don't preach to homeless people. Do you know how many freaking homeless um, drives we had in Denver? We did like sock drives for the homeless. We did so much stuff for homeless people here. But preach to them? No, we will not preach to them. <laughs> yeah, we'll give them some socks. <laughs> collect coats, but don't give them to them. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Anthony, what else you got? All right, let's move on. What is a caretaker? Ooh. Um, oh, I don't, I don't think, I, I don't really know this one either, Anthony. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I would, really? this like, I, like this specific word, I don't know. Okay, there, there, maybe there are some terms that might be a little regional, but a caretaker right. is the person who's assigned to be the handler of somebody else. Ah. So if you're the caretaker of a person, that means like you're the one scheduling their Bible studies, checking in with them, becoming their friend. It means like you're watching them like at all times. Like if they're sitting by themselves, no, you're the caretaker. You're going to go and sit with them. You're going to invite them to all like you're basically pretending to be their buddy in order to make them comfortable. And I mean, you, you do it genuinely, but you're doing it because you're assigned to. So to be a caretaker to, is when you're assigned to monitor. And you don't get to pick your members. We just called them members. Yeah. But so they yeah. get considered as like a percentage of your fruit to get you to heaven. Do you get a percentage of that fruit or or this is different? No, here? no, no. This is just a, this is another term we're going to get to uh, next. Uh, <laughs> what is a blessing, Lindsay? Ooh, I know this one. I'll say what I imagine other people that don't know too much, so much about this church that is probably not healthy to what I think it means or what I know what? it means. Blessing? Blessing is like, I'm so blessed outside <laughs> of blessed. this church. But a blessing in the church is getting some kind of shitty job and then getting it called a blessing. <laughs> yeah. It's free labor. Yeah, free labor. Your work assignment. Anthony, have you seen the new videos of the James Webb telescope? Oh. Have you seen... Of uh, outer space. When I saw that, I'm like, oh my God, the, the church of God is going to be all over this. So whenever I would hear blessings, that's what I would think. I would think about 
the galaxies and the stars and the planets that we were going to inherit because they did a lot of propaganda about that and like videos and plays and everything about outer space and how that's what we were going to inherit and those were going to be our blessings so that was what i always imagined yeah so a blessing was like when you like like, like i was mentioning like free labor you would do so if you um <laughs> if you had an assignment like at the church that's your blessing um if you had to overcome sort of a difficulty if you had to give money if you if there's anything that you did for the church cleaning up anything was considered a blessing and why do you need blessings like um i believe i talked about them the, the last time but it was like almost like a currency like you know you have so many sins and that's going to cost you but these blessings help cover that up so you know if you have enough blessings it will cover up your sins you can get into heaven and then the additional blessings will be used toward um gaining your star gaining your whatever Tony. That's what I was always focused on. I was always on the reward. So I was like, I can do anything just to get to that nebula star. Like we even knew the names of them and everything. Right, Anthony? Like we would watch hours and hours of General Pesser talking about like this star is oh, this far right. away and this star. <laughs> right. Damn. That's crazy. That's so connected with the Heaven's Gate cult. I mean, there's actually a lot of cults that incorporate the universe and outer space into their beliefs. Yeah. Tony, really quick cool while we're on that topic of yeah. imagining yourself up on your star. Yeah. Can you just tell everybody what you were imagining it would be filled with? You want me to share that with the whole world? Yeah, it's so oh, sad. Tony. Okay, I will. Okay. Do you guys want to know what my heaven was going to be like? Well, it's very simple, but I was going to have an artichoke garden and... In my artichoke garden is a massive library, and I'm just gonna eat artichokes for eternity and read books. <laughs> so, so Tony, in, in, in this planet that you're gonna create with your five mile long wings, as um, yes, as, yes, uh -huh. um, you're you're gonna eat artichokes when you could be eating colors. Yeah, well, that's what they would teach us. We could eat. No, my colors. artichokes were different colors. Laughing, but. I know. We would talk about this for hours, Lindsay. We would stay up late and we would talk about like what we wanted in heaven and like, you know, who was going to be allowed to go to your heaven and who couldn't. <laughs> was I was I going to was I just automatically out? Well, unless you came and got baptized. That's so funny. This is like conversion. <laughs> yeah. You can it's all made up in your to let you burn. <laughs> Tony, Tony made peace with it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just eating my own jokes. <laughs> <laughs> because you're not really her sister. Yeah. That oh my yeah, they would they would teach that. You, you know, that, only only in the shadow. Oh, I didn't use that one. I didn't oh write God. that one. Down. Shadow and reality. Let's say that one. Lindsay, do you know what that means? Shadow I, and reality? I think I do. It's like um the shadow version of when you sinned against God in heaven before you were kicked to earth. No? Nope. Nah. Boo, dang. Boo. Stone her. <laughs> you remember Stone that? Her. <laughs> yeah. That way you could shout at people. Stone is already stoned. Oh, my God. So this, this is like, oh, God, this is making me so angry. I'm actually really glad we're doing this. This is helping me. Because it's so infuriating. Because just by this shadow in reality... Like, it explains their whole entire doctrine and the whole entire way that they mess up your mind, right? 
Yeah, and I'm surprised I didn't even write it down. Oh, God. It's like, okay, tell me. <laughs> Do you want to explain it? Yeah. You want me to? I'll let you go. I'll let you go for this one. This is how I would explain it when I was teaching, okay? There was a whole study about it. So this is heaven, and this is earth. And, okay, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm using my hand. This is a podcast, okay? <laughs> and this is a podcast. <laughs> and this Hello. is a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well then how am i going to explain this chapter to a podcast imagine, imagine two hands one above <laughs> the other <laughs> imagine a hand imagine a shadow okay <laughs> the hand is heaven the shadow is earth okay can you touch a shadow i would always ask them can you feel a shadow a shadow isn't real it's just a shadow the real thing is your hand. So that means our reality is in heaven and then the earth is just the shadow, but it's exactly the same. Like you'd be like, how many fingers does the hand have? Five. So then how many does a shadow have? Five, because it's exactly the same. So that's why on the earth, there's a father and a mother and babies. So in heaven, there must be a father, a mother, and babies. And then it's the way that they can make every single thing spiritual because they say everything on the earth is just a shadow of what's in heaven. That so is everything is spiritual, everything. Right, yeah. Anthony? How did dangerous. I do? Dangerous. That is a dangerous mindset. Yeah, no, it, it's true. And then everything on this earth, though, everything that you feel like attachment toward it's actually like really superficial and stupid for you to have any sort of feeling so okay lindsay um you know you love tony right she's your sister you guys have such a close bond but really that's the shadow that that's like a poopy sister that doesn't mean anything <laughs> what you really need to focus on is your reality sisters those are the ones who will be with you forever those are the ones at your church. So yep. those are your real sisters. And you know? even more is your parents. They always get you with your parents. I'm so sorry, mom and dad. Like they would always be like the father, like they emphasize the physical father, physical father, physical father, only that they could just talk about the spiritual father. So your physical father, your physical mother are not real. Mm -mm. Yeah, it, it, it's like a shadow. The only reason why, you know, your mother actually loves you is so that you can understand like a little bit about the way that Zangil Ja really loves you. So like whatever your mom feels towards you, it's as real as a shadow. But the emotion that, you know, this woman in Korea who doesn't know your name, the way that she feels about you Oh my goodness, Lindsay, you have no idea. Mm -mm. That's so crazy. That it really that's that's one of the easy ways that they start to break you down and help you leave your family and feel like no remorse about it. It's because, oh yeah, you know, like as much as I care about them, it really doesn't mean anything because that's just a shadow. And that's one of the first studies. I would say that's probably one of the first five studies that you would do to understand the real spiritual world, the real spiritual family, not this shadow. This is just, this is just a prison. This is just 
just the shadow. If this is the shadow, if this is how beautiful the shadow is, imagine how beautiful the reality is in heaven. It's so much better. So just work away now just for a short amount of time so that you can gain all that for eternity. All those artichokes. All those, all artichokes, those artichokes I was are working just- for. Hey, what about the books? Don't forget the books. Oh, and the books, yeah. What I told, what I think is so sweet about that, Tony, is that you like truly could just turn your basement into that exact same thing, and you would <laughs> just do any of the fucking shit to get to heaven. Well, I didn't know that when I was in my twenties. No, I know, but that's why I think it's so beautiful. Is your your heaven concept is so attainable on earth? <laughs> Are you saying I should shoe higher? I know, it's just such a sweet. I just love that. Like when you told me that, like my heart was just like, I love you so much. <laughs> it's like the sweetest version. Like your your biggest request from the entire universe is just so attainable. <laughs> I want a bunch of books. There's like a public library, like growing oh it's so cute oh my god maybe maybe instead of donating like the cans of food that you know you'd give to all the members and stuff like that to cook you could just buy yourself a bunch of artichokes (laughs) exactly you a hundred thousand dollars would definitely be oh damn i could have had that a long time ago (laughs) this artichoke jungle library (laughs) that's hilarious all right okay okay anthony what else you got okay 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 so what about okay this one i'm gonna remove the word prostitute and just say the word baby (laughs) that's good thank you i'm much more comfortable with that are you talking about solomon's baby no i'm just talking about oh oh uh, like spiritual uh, baby baby. yes yeah um spiritual baby is you know probably what you call people who just come in like your spiritual baby yeah, exactly. Somebody who, who just came in, but they don't really know the rules yet. They don't really know how to fall in line. So they're a spiritual baby. Um, you have to teach them everything. Yeah, they have to be really hooked. Like they don't have to just be brainwashed. They have to be like super brainwashed. Yeah, extra brainwashy. Yeah, that's exactly. That extra little reminder. Anthony, how many times did you have to talk about they need milk, not solid food. I mean, besides the Melchizedek study, but that, you know, to explain about babies, there was this whole thing that we had to think about and consider, like, how you would treat a baby is the same way that you should treat a newcomer. Like, as soon as they're baptized, they're considered a baby. Yeah, you need So you have to literally them. treat them like a baby, but in a spiritual way. Every four hours. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys celebrate your... um? baptism as your birthday um yeah like we would know that it was our spiritual birthday we would be like oh it's my you know oh okay yeah oh so humble but celebrate is is a different right (laughs) like how do you define celebrate (laughs) yeah no we 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 would definitely um acknowledge acknowledge it as like a day but it would be like our actual regular birthday was treated the same like we're not going to do anything Most of my birthdays, I was, like, out preaching. Right. Like, I just, and I felt like, okay. I remember my first birthday where I just went preaching. Like, my first birthday in the church. I was there for, like, a few months, and I was just like, you know, okay. You know, like, it's your birthday, but nobody knows, and nobody said anything to you, and it's not important to anybody, but 
you know, just go preaching and you go to heaven. And like, that was my, my birthday. And I remember being like, you know, like I can't keep anything. Like I can't keep uh, any sort of holiday. I can't keep um, like, it was just like, everything was being removed, even a birthday, you know? So yeah, I think now we should celebrate our birthdays with a bang every single year, Anthony, because of all those years that we missed, don't you think? I agree. Yeah. I remember my I, I had one birthday so far and I had just left. Oh. I had like 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 a like two weeks before. Mm. And Ooh. it was very like weird. It was very like, you know, like I didn't know how to act. <laughs> I was over at my family's and they didn't really know what was going on with me. Oh, they didn't know or you didn't know? Both. Both. I, didn't know <laughs> I didn't know what to do. They didn't know what to do. <laughs> I was just trying to go with the flow, but it was very uncomfortable. It was like, I don't, I, like I'm already like feeling really weird because like I stopped attending this cult and it was my whole life, like everything. And then like, here I am trying to like celebrate my birthday, you know, and I drove out to like visit family and everything and it was just like what do i do how do i how do i celebrate this it's just it didn't it didn't compute for me because it's like you know i was a little rusty yeah. <laughs> and you were in shock you were in Tony shock was a little too. like awkward at family functions for a while yeah because yeah. she was you know she just didn't know how it goes and you forget when you've been doing it the whole time that it would be weird to come back into it like 12 years later and like try to just start celebrating again okay i got one for Lindsay. all right this is more of like the definition if somebody came to you and they told you about something you weren't really doing correctly like hold on, um, hold, on. hold on are we recording yeah okay mine says zero 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 Ooh. so that's why i was just like that looks different and i just let's all prepare for this to not have been recorded <laughs> All right, so uh, this one I wanted to ask about. Um, oh, which one was I going to do? Sorry, I never You were going to do rebuking. Oh, oh, oh Tony. Crap. No. I was giving I the definition. Huh? I okay. said it. I said rebuking. Oh, I didn't say that. Lindsay That's said it. Good at this shit. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's exactly Lindsay. That's exactly the answer. A rebuke. Now he just rebuked you in the rebuke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, sorry. Good job. <laughs> Good job. A round of applause. You Thanks. knew what a rebuke was because most people would call it a criticism. Yeah. And I it's really, really funny because like the members, especially like there was a lot of members who were, you know, ESL, like they were figuring out English and they were learning a lot of it in the church. So I remember this, like, uh, like one member who was like, I was at work and I made a mistake and my boss, he rebuked me. And then <laughs> like, people don't really use that word out in, in the world. You know, okay, humiliate you is what you meant to say. <laughs> Let me read you, you guys. I have a, I have my Webster's thesaurus. From this moment on, Anthony, okay, I will no longer use the word rebuke because it's stupid. Okay, so other words for rebuke are condemnation, denunciation, reprimand, reproach, reproof, stricture, citation, 
commendation, endorsement, reprove, admonish, chide, reprimand, and reproach. Those are oh. all great options. Reprimand. That's nice <laughs> yes. One. I was denounced. <laughs> <laughs> reprimand is a good one, but humiliated also is what it feels like. Yes, that's definitely the feeling you get. All right, uh, Lindsay, how about fragrance? Ooh. Ooh, I know this one, I think. But let me tell you, most people would think fragrance, like, ah, you're going around smelling the perfumes. You're just sniffing, sniffing. Yeah. But yeah, like <laughs> I'm pretty sure that it means when you get up and you share your innermost private secrets in front of a room of people. Is that a fragrance? Or am I mixing it up or something? I mean, you're right on both ways. Yes. Mix them all together because they use the fragrance of smelling, like something sweet smelling. And so by us getting up and sharing our stories, we're sharing. We're sharing. How do I explain it, Anthony? <laughs> So it's kind of like this yeah, when explain this the, the way that a smell kind of like fills a room and like people can like receive this sort of sense. Yeah. Um, in the same way, when you get up and you share something that's beautiful and encouraging, it's like this invisible thing that everyone's able to like have motivated and and to feel and to receive and to you know, it's it's a way to share. And it's almost just like, you know, you get up and like in other groups, like the Mormons, I think they call it like a testimony. Um, people get up and they share like basically something that they realized. And then, you know, if it's a good thing that helps people, it's a beautiful fragrance, like a beautiful, you know. But however, if you get up and the pastor didn't like what you said, they call it the fragrance of death. <laughs> And sometimes after people would give, like, sometimes like people would go up there and be like, look, you know, I went and I saw this person and I preached to them and they didn't receive. But I, um, I realized how like lucky and thankful I am to father and mother because I was able to realize. And then, you know, the pastor would get up and they, you know, he might be like, that was stupid. You know, get up here and you tell about when you bore fruit. Don't get up here to say how you didn't bear fruit. He's like, that was a fragrance of death. You know, really? Yeah. I never heard of a fragrance of death. <laughs> well, maybe that's a an East Coast, you know. Dang. The East Coast is always more cutthroat in like every. <laughs> All right. We well, knew that though. We knew but... that the East Coast had a reputation for being the most blessed, but it's actually because they were being the most abused. Abused. <laughs> I know. See, that's a blessing, right? Yeah. There we go. Let's go back to the word blessing. Yeah, when, blessing when, equals abuse. Yeah, when you're abused and like you just deal with it and you uh, go on with no worries, <laughs> <laughs> you're blessed. It's all connected. So these are all bricks to the same house. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, so we got we got fragrance. Okay. Now, what if someone said, oh, that person's worldly? And, and you, if you were a regular average Joanne out in the world. This is a really think? common word. We said this all the time. Worldly. Don't be worldly. I, I think it oh, just, means, yeah, I think it just means like they're not within, they're not following the church. 
They're but not what, you, what would the word normally mean if oh that person's worldly. Oh, is that even a word? Is that oh. even a word? Worldly? Yeah. yeah, normally it would be like that person's been like traveling, they're worldly. They have Okay, 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 okay. You know, they, they yeah, got all the culture. Yeah, if that person's worldly, they like they've traveled, they, you know, they got all these I never cultures. think of it like that, but from now on I will. From now on, let's take it back. Take it back. Yeah, my aspirations is, like, is to be worldly. All right, gangrene. Ooh, um, I think I know this one. It's when, um, like a bad thought or a bad member, and you got to cut them off so they don't kill everybody. Is That's that it? actually really, really good. Now, normally, gangrene is like a disease, like like a, I think a skin disease. Yeah. But gangrene. In the church, if you say, oh, that person is gangrene, it means that, like, you're right, they need to be cut out. Like, this person's, um, maybe they have a, a criticism of the church. Maybe they're, um, you know, free thinking. And, you know, maybe they have some sort of doubt. Now, they're going to get, like, cut out of the regular group. They're going to be separated. For because the gangrene, like, if you have it, like, you have to, like, cut it off. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't want it to spread. So if a person is having bad thoughts or is like being troubled about the doctrine of the church or the methods of the church, it's like, don't let them talk to other people. Like you got to cut them out. You got to separate them. And that's why when members leave, they're like gangrene because their thoughts against the church, well, that could spread. Yeah. So if you're gangrene, you have to get cut out. So they want you to be completely separated from the rest of the members because you might spread that your, sounds so disgusting too gangrene just sounds disgusting like you don't want anything to do with it of course they don't want to talk to us isn't there another like bible study about the yeast infecting the bag of yeast right. what is right. that just a little bit of yeast can infect the whole batch right anthony yes or something like that yeah, yeah it was like the same thing like a little mm. that's like the um that's the implication to shun people is that kind right. of idea of like yeah. when they leave don't talk to them because they're going to spread yeah. as soon as they have like a negative thought about the church get them away from everybody else because you have to contain it like you know free thought you know might spread you want everyone oh and this will lead us to the next one um your own mind using your own mind Lindsay. Yeah. good thing or a bad thing i know what it is in the church it's bad in a normal person's mind it's normal and good. <laughs> yeah. Using your own mind was uh, discouraged because. God, like you would be so, you'd be so reprimanded if you <laughs> uh, used your own mind. Like what kind of mind do you have? You need to have father and mother's mind, not your own mind. You have a sinner's mind. What good can come from your mind? Nothing but sinful thoughts. Yeah, if your mind was so good, it wouldn't have got kicked out of heaven. Right. So you can't trust anything that you think. Yeah, your mind, your thoughts is just trying to lead you straight to hell. So That's if you start I, thinking, you need to read the Bible. Yeah, or... Or, or pray. Or, yeah, or the next term. Truth book. Hmm. I mean, I would assume the truth book is the Bible. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you would assume, right? <laughs> no, but there are excerpts of the Bible. 
So a truth book is anything that was written by An Sang Hong, except the books that they've removed or the chapters that they've removed. So there are they translated them and they realize that they say other things that go against what they teach. Yeah. So they, they're like, OK, you know, we have to like explain away these books, because even though he's supposedly, you know, the second coming of Christ, you have to like not read everything that second coming of Christ said, because some of the stuff he wrote but you shouldn't really listen to because it goes against what we teach now because he only meant it for like a minute. But after that minute was over, he didn't mean it anymore, but he never said that he was going to correct it. He never, you know, it's just, it's this crazy like nonsense that they explain. But when you're in the church, you just like, if they give an excuse as stupid as the excuse is, you're like, okay, it's explained. And you know, that's it. Like that's all you need is an explanation, not even a good one. Not even a logical one. You're just like, okay, you know, they mentioned you, it. Right. When you say truth book, though, for some reason, I just automatically think of the green book. Yeah. I do yeah. Too. Book, you know what that means, Lindsay? The green book? Like, that's what we would always call it, the green book. Make sure you, everybody brings their green book. You know, it, it like the green. Oh, yep, there it is. Oh, oh I thought you meant it's actually green. I'm thinking of the green book that um, African-Americans would use that would tell <laughs> where... They were African-American friendly when they were travel across the country. <laughs> I think that's what they would call that book. It would say, like, you can stay at this hotel. They allow African-Americans. And it was like a green book that you, they would have. Never heard of that. I've Some only book. heard of the yeah, green, book. green book. I'm mixing it up. No. But that's what I think of when you say truth book. I think of the book that, that they would travel with. That's yeah, weird. yeah, we did. We didn't have that. Okay. Green book, not a green card. Not the Beatles white album. It's the... Uh, <laughs> Green, <laughs> Green book. book. <laughs> yeah, but any anything written by uh, on that the church still accepts is a truth book. Right. That's so ridiculous. It is ridiculous. <laughs> All right. One thing I wanted to ask Anthony about. Well, I don't even know if Lindsay even knows this, which I can't believe we've never talked about this before. Mother's teachings. Do you ever hear about mother's teachings, Lindsay? No. I no. cannot believe this. There are 13 teachings that we followed. We had them posted everywhere. We had this big, huge, fancy like stone that we had carved out, very expensive, very fancy, with all the mother's teachings. All the children remember them. We recite them sometimes during service. We recite them all the time. Where are, they, are they books? What is that? So, okay, so in the back of, oh, I didn't even write new song. What's okay, a new no. song? Oh, it's is the it, only thing Tony was allowed to listen to for 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, ding. The only thing I heard in her car ever played. And I wanted to throw it out the window. Oh, it's, yeah, I didn't care for them. Um, I, I love the them. Truth. I love the instrumental ones. I liked it. You'd be like, this is God's music. I'm like, oh, <laughs> so boring. Do you know how many good artists you're missing out on right now? Okay. Is it, so, oh, sorry. Okay, hold quote on. unquote, mother has 13 teachings that if we all follow, then the whole world is going to go to heaven. Pretty well, much. Like the Ten Commandments? Like, will be perfect. Yes. It's like the New Age Ten Commandments in a way. You guys know them? Can I hear them? Can you say them? You no, know, I don't. I feel like I might remember them. Okay. I, I had a way to remember them, and I don't know if I still do, because it's been like a little bit of time since I've actually cared about them. 
But um, Anthony said they've changed them since I've been there. They've updated the words. So let's see. Yeah. Okay. So so what I hear is that the translation didn't really like work out the best the first time around. And then they've updated the um the way that they're worded and they've kind of added some stuff. And like, you know, I think one like it talked about like having a mastermind. <laughs> Do you remember <laughs> the mind of a master? That's what like, I know. Okay. What is it now? Um, oh, I'd have to get my book. I had to get it. I had to look. Hey, it hold up. on. Please hold so, on. So are these like quick little commandments like they are in the Bible? Like be nice to each other. Yeah, very close. Everybody's leaving. For the pod for the people at <laughs> for the people at home, everybody walked away at the same time. They're all going to get their notes. I don't know that I have them right here with me. This is the Lindsay show. It's not oh, the Tony show. This is my favorite show because it is my show. It's the Lindsay show. <laughs> oh. All right. So it's not in this I was just talking about. Says, uh, oh, my God, that's the Ten Commandments. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, it is more blessed to give love than to receive as God always gives love. Okay, as God always gives love, giving love is more blessed than receiving love. Oh, number two, when we give glory to God, the glory returns to us. Yeah, when we give glory to God, that glory will be ours in the end. Oh my gosh, they changed them. Number three. They did change them. Number and they changed three. a lot of the lyrics of the songs. And it's so funny because they had like they had like the worst people chosen to read because they, they didn't make it sound good. Like, it didn't make it musical. They just did it. Like, they just changed the words to the songs. Like, one of them was written by an American who's, like, an opera singer. And they changed her words as if, like, they know anything better about music than her. Like, they, they had these people, like, they didn't even, like, some of them weren't even, like, English native speakers. And they're like, I don't know what to do. So they changed words around to these songs. And now, like, they're really different. I'm going to go get mine because I want to see my version really quick. Hold on. Anthony. Did you have a vision of what your heaven was going to look like? Um, my, my thought about heaven was more of, I'm just going to like have like a backpack and travel around and just go explore. Like, I, far, like out in the universe? Yeah. Is that how you yeah. imagine? Yeah, I thought it was basically just going to be like me spending a little bit of time here a little bit of time there kind of just checking things out you know and that was it like i just thought i was gonna like go visit people and that was so it like, travel yeah it was it was gonna be a lot of travel but I now i get to do that here a way to get to know people like at their core because whatever your vision of heaven was is probably just what you should go do in life right that's a good that maybe that's a good way to like uh uh, figure out what you want to do next when you leave the church. Like, what was your vision of heaven? And then just go do that. Go live it. Yeah. Go, eat your artichokes. And... Here's your chance. Do it. <laughs> Here's your chance. Read your books. Eat your artichokes. <laughs> when she yeah, goes... I didn't hear one word that you just said. So talking about mother's teachings? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's fine. Let's jump back to it. Okay. So I'm. can I just kind of rattle some off that I remember, Anthony, and then yeah. you tell me what they are now? Yeah. That's, I remember... Yeah. Um, a beautiful, Lindsay, listen to these, okay? These are crazy. A beautiful mind has no hate and brings forth a perfect love. Yeah. 
when we look at things beautifully without hatred in our hearts, we can achieve perfect love. Huh. Okay. So same idea. Yeah. Same idea. Just new words. Okay. Hey, listen to this one. This one was one of my favorites. As the sieve receives all the dirt and purifies it, we should have a broad and beautiful mind enough to cover up the faults even of our brothers and sisters. Okay, now you just jumped from number three to number nine. <laughs> um, <laughs> which makes me think that you forgot some of these, Tony. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. Okay, as the sea receives all the dirt and purifies it, we should have a broad and beautiful heart to embrace the faults of our brothers and sisters. Mm. So but that was actually one of the things on my list. When I said number nine, number sometimes nine. You, you would say, oh, like, you know, if like, let's just say, you know, somebody made a mistake and you're like, oh, yeah, like Deacon is Tony, you know, put too much salt in the food. It'd be like, oh, wait a number nine, you know, like it would be like, way to cover my fault, way to like, you know, like uh, cover for me. So when you basically like point out what someone else did wrong, it's like you didn't number nine. Yeah, or like if someone did something like really messed up, like if they were like mean or rude and you didn't tell on them, you know, sometimes like your excuse would be like, oh, I was just trying to number nine. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so like you would, you would like kind of fight through mother's teachings. So like, You'd be like, brother, you really need to practice mother's teaching number four right now or something like that, yeah. you know? So, like, that's kind of how you correct each other. You live by these rules. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you a funny story about number four. So, okay. here's number here's number four. Now, um, the new one. As Abraham received more blessings when he yielded to his nephew Lot, we, too, will receive more blessings when we yield to our brothers and sisters. Now, during COVID, most of the members had to keep home worship through Zoom. And um, when they had to keep home worship, uh, we had to Zoom. So at the church, only a few of us could go because there was like a cap on how many. And I was asked, you know, okay, you know, it's you and this other brother. You know, do you want to do for the feast, which is like 10 days, the morning or the evening announcing, which means like you're the one who will be singing the new songs, you know, the, the church hymns. You're gonna be like, you know, uh, basically leading into the service and preparing everybody 15 minutes or so uh, before the service begins. You're gonna be up there just basically telling people, okay, we're gonna sing the song, we're gonna sing the song. And then you do like a prayer and things like that. So, um, you know, so when, they asked me, do you want to do the 5 a.m. or do you want to do the 7.30 p.m.? I thought about number four. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do the 5 a.m., which means be like singing at 4.45 a.m. on Zoom where they have just like my voice and maybe like a light piano. <laughs> and I'm a terrible singer. Oh, it's bad. And all broadcasted all throughout the region was me singing and people were members were complaining about it <laughs> because, because of how bad it was and they're like oh yeah do you remember when you announced i'm like yeah they're like oh that was so funny i was like oh yeah 
It sure oh. was. Oh, oh you're and like, I wasn't trying to be funny. 4.45 in the morning, already I'm a bad singer, but you add in the fact that, like, I'm barely awake. Did you have you to have go that? to the church and do it from the church, or you did it from your house? From the church. Ah. Why? What would be the point of that? I don't know. <laughs> you, just have, you had to go to the church, and, and, you know, from there they had the audio equipment, and I would just get up there and do the best I could. The, but the other the other one, he was in choir. And oh. I chose the 5 a.m. I chose a 4.45 start time, and it was bad. And I did it because of teaching number four. <laughs> I would love to see an audio clip of this. It's like our thoughts were just in a big circle of, like, self-regulation and and self-criticism and like self-sacrifice and you know what I mean? And and we didn't even realize that we're doing it and we're using all these words and it's wrong. It's all wrong. <laughs> it's all wrong. But from today, we take it back. We're taking back our power. Yeah. Taking now when I say fragrance, it's talking about whatever cologne I'm wearing that day. Right. And who That's says it. fragrance? It's like we would say fragrance on the regular basis. People don't say that word commonly. Yeah, it yeah, there's words. That, uh so okay, how about feast, Lindsay? Ooh, if someone yeah. said to you, Oh, we're gonna go to a feast. I'd be like, heck yeah, chicken and potatoes, we're gonna have a feast. What about you, Tony? What would a feast mean to you? Well, that's what I always thought of a feast until I met the Wimscog. And then my mind was changed forever. I will never think of a feast in the same way. Yes, you will. Today we're reversing now I will. Now I will. Yeah. Feast. But even that's not a common word. We're never like, oh, let's go feast today. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? We use it all the time at Wimscog. Going over to a feast. Yeah. So, and, and here's the, here's the weird thing is like, the names didn't really make sense with the way that the church kept it. Like, okay, uh, Passover was a feast. But, like, if you read, like, in the Bible, it's, like, after supper, they had the bread and wine. But, like, they don't give us dinner. They just touch our feet, and they don't even feed us. <laughs> like, <laughs> they, they they wash your feet, and then they give you so weird, Anthony. Please clarify. <laughs> Anthony, <laughs> something that I know about you is that you don't like feet. No, I don't. Oh, that's oh, hilarious. Yeah. So you had to you, wash feet. I was a foot washer and like my joke Not was everybody. like what you're supposed to do this in like a really like contrite way, like a very humble way and like wash their feet. And I was just like, can you imagine if I'm just like, bleh, bleh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like supposedly washing their feet? So so first you'd you'd wash feet. And then you'd go and keep service, and then you'd have bread and wine for the feast of the Passover. But and I you do your offering. Don't forget the offering. Oh, of course. I mean, every feast you have to give money. It's mm -hmm. like a, a great cash grab. Um, so if you read like the actual, like, you know, in the scriptures, like Jesus and his apostles during that Passover, they finished eating a dinner together, and then they had this bread and wine. But, you know, for us, they just wash our feet. And it's like, look, if you're going to have someone wash your feet, you know, at least then let them buy you dinner. 
then you know so we celebrate the passover with bread and wine but what about unleavened bread Lindsay? what would you think you would have as at the feast of unleavened bread i mean so many dinner rolls with no yeast in them i don't know what unleavened (laughs) you know right nobody talks about that like this is not normal but unleavened bread actually there is no bread you actually starve yourself for, it's fasting. From, from, That's midnight, fasting. from midnight until after the 3 p.m worship so like until like maybe like 4 15 4 30 um in the afternoon no food no water nothing that's how you keep the feast it's like the nerve the nerve to call it a feast you know yeah. you're right so- you should be eating dinner rolls yeah, I'm so hungry. Stop calling it a feast. <laughs> and and then what about the feast of first fruit? What do you think you'd, ce- you'd celebrate that feast with? An apple. You'd think you'd have some fruit, right? Yeah. No, nope, you celebrate it with bread. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> that is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's a little it's a little wacky. <laughs> If they but, were, you know, it makes sense were, when you're in it. If they were to ever cannibalize, then I would imagine they would do it at the feast of first fruit because it would be like your first fruit, and then you eat the eat first your fruit. firstborn, don't eat. <laughs> eat your first fruit that you brought into the church. That would be the feast. Oh. You would eat the fruit. That's where you would sacrifice them and say they're getting baptized, and then you would eat that. Fruit. <laughs> See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? This is a common test, y'all. Don't sue us for defamation. I'm just kidding. Bearing fruit, Lindsay. Yeah. Somebody bearing fruit. What do you think that means? Um, in the real world, it would. I always thought of pregnant people bearing fruit, and in the in the Wimscog is bringing in your, bringing in your cash money, bringing in your people to pay their tithes. Because they're not considered a fruit until they start tithing, right? Well, no, they are. They're a fruit from the moment they get baptized. Okay. okay. But they become a talent once they are, you know, finishing their studies, tithing. And I think they have to go preach. Okay. So, you know, it takes a few more steps. Um, (laughs) What about a veil? Oh, God. Don't get her started on this one, Anthony. I mean, that was the first beginning when I went with Tony's veil reveal. That was when I was like, I don't really love this new weirdo church that you just started going to. But a veil, normally you think of a wedding and the little cute thing that sits on your head and it flows. I never think of a wedding with a veil. From now on, I will. Every time I think of a veil, I'm only going to think of a woman and a bride. Virgin bride being revealed to her husband so he can have her for the taking. That's what the veil is supposed to be. That is not what you think. You're like, a veil is a very stressful thing because you have to make sure you always have it with you, that you have enough for all the sisters, yada, yada, yada. Well, I... I what confused me about that is because they would say that you needed the veil whenever like a woman would preach or prophesy. Like whenever you were praying, like you would need the veil. But then like when they'd go preaching, 
Yeah, they don't. Like when you go out, like you wouldn't put the veil on to go preach to people. Could you or, imagine if they made you do that? Nobody would ever come. Or if you put the veil on, like before you pray for your food, you don't. Mm-hmm. Like it's prayer is like you wear the veil sometimes, but not all the time. And it's very arbitrary the way that they pick and choose, like the way that you have to wear your veil. And me, I never had to worry about it. <laughs> right. We always had to worry about it and like had to explain it so that we didn't look so weird when people came in to keep the service. Yeah, but Anthony, aren't there rules about facial hair? No. Yes and no. There, there's peer pressure about facial hair. Oh, okay. But not yes. like a, a dead stop. Like, where's your, why do you have a beard? Yeah, you, there, there were rules. Um, for like announcing and like having different functions, you couldn't have the facial hair. Okay. But just in general, like, you know, they would discourage it. They didn't like it. They didn't think it looked good. And I think maybe because it wasn't commonplace in Korea, you know, <laughs> it's just like not really something that they have over there too often. So I don't know if they if they have something against it because it's like a Korean cult and they're just used to the Korean face, but is there we, anything about women cutting their hair? Because I know that's like in the around the same. It's in the Bible. I don't know if it's Old Testament or New Testament. I've seen some women shamed about their hair, but you know that was it. Like I didn't, I didn't like you know there were women with short hair, and like there was nothing really said to them. Okay. Um, you know, especially if they were, as you have now learned, a lawkeeper. Hmm. You know, they're not going to be told about that. But if you're a leader, like there's this one um, female deaconess I had known who um, she would wear a wig. Like, you know, that was just like she'd wear, it, you know, I guess culturally uh, a wig. And all of a sudden, you know, she was shamed for it by a new overseer. And then she all of a sudden started to come back to the church with like this really short hair. Because, you know, she was shamed out of wearing, like, uh, the wig. So, you know, she did that for a while. But I think after a while, she's just like, you know what? And she put it back on. Yeah. I heard, like, I heard through, like, you know, I I can't say firsthand because I didn't hear it. But I heard that the reason why she did it was because that she was told that it wasn't a good look for uh, a deaconess and a church leader for her to have that. So she had to remove it. Oh, you know, that's just what I, I had heard through. Uh, the great you know. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, wow, what faith she has. Mm. You know, like she, you know, she she hates it, but she look at her. Overcome. Yeah, exactly. Like mm. what, what great faith she has. And but, you know, in reality, it's just like she wasn't comfortable with that. She didn't want that. And like, you know, what a jerk, you know, to shame her about it. You know, like it's. uh but you know who's going to question him? Who's going to question like an overseer? It's right. um, you know they have this like unlimited power that they love to abuse, however they see fit. Is an overseer right under a pastor? Or is that an elder? Where does the overseer oh, rank? Actually, let's let's play the rank game. Okay. Lindsay. Okay. Okay. This is fun. This is like a talk show. I love it. Okay. <laughs> I want you to take these titles and sort them from okay. uh, lowest to highest. Okay, I'm going to be good at this. I'm going to be really good at it. Minus the overseer. Deacon, pastor, member, missionary, elder. Okay. Um, Member, deacon, Mm -hmm. missionary, 
Pastor. Oh, wait, Elder. Yes. Pastor. And then where's the overseer? Oh, that was just, that was titles. Oh. Now, now there are church oh. rankings. Oh. Here's, the next one. Here's the next one to sort out. Oh, got it. Okay. Member, church leader, overseer, team leader, group leader. Is that not the order? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Okay. Member, team leader, group leader. Keep going. Um, whatever the other one was, and then overseer. Church leader, overseer. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, that's, that's good. Member, team leader, group leader, church leader, overseer. Okay, so the overseer is just, and then what's a quantity name? <laughs> you guys a name is, it's a, it's like, almost like a pastor, but it's like a female. It's like right. under a pastor, but it's like higher like it's like almost like an elder it's i like think it's elder. like the highest that a female can go right yeah right oh it's above a deaconess yes, yes. It's, it's above a missionary missionary quantity yeah. okay is that a korean word? many it is a and that yeah it's a korean word and then it was a uh, meme at the end of a word just means respect so sometimes they would use like neem at the end of like um people's names to show respect, like Mister, so it's like um, when they would say An Sang Hong Nim, oh. like give him respect. At, if you add Nim at the end, it's a respect. So a lot of the titles would have Nim okay. at the end. <laughs> so oh. like, like uh, for um, a Korean word for a deacon or deaconess was Chip Sanim. Did anyone call you that, Tony? Anyone ever call you? Uh, she's shaking her head. Yes. Yeah, all the time. Gypsum. All right. <laughs> so now. What other games do we have? What's the What's the next game? The next game is also a word game, but it's about animals. Now, for this one, for the sake of time, I think I'm just gonna ask Tony to define them. Ooh, so let's start with this one. Tony, what's a goat? A goat is having split hooves, right? Okay, but is what that what you're talking about? Oh, are you saying like between a goat and a goat? sheep? Yeah, sheep and goat. A sheep and a goat. So I know you don't want to be a goat, right? Yes. You want to be a sheep. Yeah, so the goat, they had this whole video that might have been after your time. But the goat basically always wanted to be in a high place and didn't listen. You know, it was very like rebellious. So even though it was considered a clean animal, which is what you wanted to be, you wanted to be like a clean animal. And that had to do with the split hooves, right? Exactly. And chew so the even, cud. Exactly. Right. A split hoof, chew the cud, clean animal. Goat right. was a clean animal. But even though there's a goat and a sheep, you wanted to be the sheep. You wanted to listen to your pastor. You wanted to obey. You wanted to, you know, be very docile. You didn't are want to sheep be really blind. I always told people that sheep are blind, and that's why they have to listen for their shepherd's voice. I don't know if it's true or not, but that's what I used to tell people. <laughs> not blind, but they definitely didn't have good eye vision, mm. and they could hear really well. Mm. So that's why they like they could tell the difference between like. They always Who's make the, that spiritual, like we need to listen to 
to Father's voice because we're spiritually blind and we need to hear his voice. And it was um, it was a way that they scared people because like even though it's both clean animals, one of them, the Bible says, you know, like you want to be like and the other one will be separated out. That's the goats. So if your personality, even though you're in the church, if you were rebellious at all, if you like weren't a docile sheep, that means that, you know, you're going to be separated out. There's a separation between the people of the world, the unclean animals and the clean animals in the church. But even in the church, you're going to be separated from those in the church. So even, even the gospel you, workers will be separated. Exactly. The gospel workers, they're going to be split. So sheep and goat, you're both clean. You're both in the church. But even though you're in the church, you have to compete with everybody else to be the most like docile, obedient person in the church, not using your own mind like a goat, but being completely obedient to whatever your church leader overseer says based on whatever their rank is. You know, that's that's how you listen to people. Yep. What about a pig? Ooh, a pig. Do you did you study well, clean and unclean animals? Do you it remember like it has been so long, but I'm remembering that a pig is an unclean animal. Yes. They would use pig as a demon possessed person. Oh, that's right, because of how Jesus had to like cast away the demons from those yeah, pigs and then they ran into pig. the water. So it was like, oh, pigs are figurative. So anyone in the world is a, you know, a pig because they're possessed by demons. And they that's why they say, like, you know, don't give your pearl to the pigs. Like, don't give something like the truth to somebody who's like demon possessed. And that, that's what they said homeless people were. A lot of the times homeless people were demon possessed. And that's why you shouldn't preach to them is because uh, they're pigs. Um, spiritually pigs. And the same with dogs. Uh, don't give what's sacred to the dogs. Dogs, they call false prophets. So, like, if you find a false prophet or a demon-possessed person, don't preach to them. And it was their way to say if, if it's a pig or a dog, a demon-possessed person, or, if, like, a false preacher, meaning, like, anyone in a different church who really believed or knew the Bible, don't Ooh. talk to them. Tony, were you discouraged to talking to, like, Grandma? In that, Would that be, like, an example? Uh, was she a dog? Really? Was grandma yeah. a dog, Tony? <laughs> My grandma is not a dog. I don't care what the women Take the word back. Does. Take the word back. I'm taking it back. <laughs> I, um, he's talking more like if I was out preaching and then I saw like a pastor of like the Presbyterian church, I don't want to go preach to him. Oh, okay. Right. Do you have birds on your list? I have bird. The bird's the word. The birds, what are the birds? The birds were really like, I really took that one to heart. I don't know why, but I always thought of birds as being really spiritual. And I always thought that birds were evil spirits. And so if a house had a lot of birds, we're like, nope, that has a lot of evil spirits there. That's because your husband's afraid of birds. And so you guys probably well, There's a lot of references in the Bible about birds, good and bad. Yeah. There's a bird say, of prey. There's also the bird of, of prey. prey. Yeah, because a, a bird, they say, is Satan because, or like e evil spirits because once the, the seed of the word of God is sown, the birds will come and eat it up. And that's Satan taking away the words from the people's hearts. Ooh. Yeah, there's like a parable about some yeah, seeds that were planted. 
Oh, but yeah, because the bird takes it and poops it out. And there's some <laughs> seeds that need the acid from the bird belly in order That's to true. the seed. That's that is true. Maybe the God birds eating the, the seeds is not that that bad. It just spreads the crop. Maybe. But yeah, that was a big thing that we back, Lindsay. <laughs> We're taking it back. Take it back. Birds yeah. are just cool as shit. But there there was the bird of prey, which is different from a regular bird, because what does the bird of prey mean? Bird of prey is God. Korean Jesus. Right. Bird of prey is like a strong. Uh, the Bible talks a lot about, you know, God as a, like an eagle, right? Well, it says that when when God saved the uh, Israelites from Egypt, he carried them on eagle's wings. Right. So the eagle represents God saving his people with Passover. But then later on, they're like, so every time there's a bird of prey, it's talking about God saving his people. And then there was a, a parable, or not a parable, but there's a verse in Isaiah that spoke about like a bird of prey bringing salvation. And like, look, you know, it's talking about the East at some point. It's Korean Jesus. The bird of prey is not regular Jesus, but it's a Korean Jesus. Right. That's the bird of prey. That's very important. Yeah. Interesting. Hawks. Hawks? Yes. I don't know hawks. You don't know ox? Oh, ox. I thought you said hawks. I'm like, doesn't that go with the birds? Oh, we're, yeah. We're off the birds. Oh, we're off the birds. Ox, ox, yes. I don't yeah. know that. One. I don't know any of these. An, an ox is the gospel worker. Oh, so strong. Ox, yeah. And, and so basically it's like don't um like don't muzzle the ox while it's plowing the field. And they use it as a gospel worker. It's in the field, it's working. And they say it's different. You know, you could be a sheep or a goat, but if you're a sheep, you just listen. That's the law keeper. But an ox, you know, like if you beat a sheep, the sheep is going to be like petrified. But if you beat an ox, it's just going to work harder. So that's why a gospel worker, you're supposed to beat them up and make them feel really bad and make them work really hard is because they'll just, you know, they're like an ox. They, they, they love it. They keep working. They would always show us pictures of oxes working hard in the field, and we were supposed to be like that. Yeah. But what about the red heifer? The red heifer yeah. is Zangilja. Yeah. That had to be sacrificed every third day and seventh day, right? Yeah. Which is crazy because when they say, like, they say that if you touch a dead body, you need the water of cleansing. The water of cleansing comes from, um, mutilating and like killing this red heifer and taking the ashes and you know spreading it through water and that water after you touch a dead body three days later and then seven days later you have to wash in that water is this from the old testament yeah. old testament okay so they say <laughs> that that heifer is zangilja and they say that the seventh day is saturday and the third day is tuesday but the verse actually speaks about the third day since you touched a dead body. So if you touch a dead body on like Friday, then that means Saturday, Sunday, Monday, you wash. And then seven, you know, on the seventh day, you also wash. But they say, oh, it's every Tuesday, every Saturday. 
Yeah, it's dependent on the day that you touch the dead body. Now, yeah. how they justified the having service every Tuesday night. That that was yeah, that was their way to get you midweek as well because you know you can't go a whole seven days without going to the church as a lawkeeper. Right. They need you there often. They need to like uh, continuously repetitive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So well, that that's the that's the red heifer. Okay. Are there a lot of are there a lot of um, Old Testament things taken like that to explain? When they wanted, when they wanted to, they they they'll take things from the Old Testament. They don't discriminate between then, old and new. And sometimes they'll just say, "Oh, it's spiritual now." Ah. So they, they'll say, uh, can, can, "Okay, first off, can you imagine when they made that third day thing up?" No. Can you imagine, like, when they were going to uh, Zong and they were like, "Hey, by the way, you know, we're saying that you're this red cow." <laughs> You, imagine her face. That gets slaughtered. That gets slaughtered. That's you. And oh my, you know, like it, I feel like sometimes I feel a little bad about the way they describe her. They describe her as like a red cow, and sometimes they like in the new songs they say like she's disfigured. And, like, right. they do our sacrifice for us. Like we need to see what we're she doing to her. She doesn't. She's not disfigured, is she? In real life, we're, like. Her, you know, our sins are hurting her, according to them, but not yeah. really. But that's why she falls asleep at, and when when she's up at the altar, she falls asleep they because say, oh, she's taking all of our sacrifices at that moment. Oh and she's suffering. God. No, she's like ninety years old. That's why she's falling asleep. <laughs> she's so old. She's, didn't, uh, didn't know that. <laughs> and then, okay, okay, I got uh, one one more of the animals. And then maybe we'll we'll wrap it up. But I feel like this list could go on for like ever. For sure. Worms and maggots. Worms and maggots. That's us, Lindsay. We are just worms and maggots living on this planet. They would tell us that all the time. Even one of the new songs, we'd have to sing, I'm just a worm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, you guys even in the church are or me? No, we are. Everybody, everybody. We're all maggots. Yeah, and and they say yeah. that like all human beings are worms and maggots. And what the worms and maggots live in? They live in poop. Oh, okay. This earth that we're in, compared to heaven, is poop. But we don't know because we're just worms and maggots. So we think we're eating a delicious meal. But Zangilja, she doesn't think she's eating a delicious meal because she remembers heaven. She remembers the reality, not the shadow. So when she's eating food with you, for her, it tastes like poop. She's down right. here eating poop. Right. Like, Lindsay, they seriously say this. So then you're watching her eat. Like, mm-hmm. when you go to Korea and you're watching her eat the same food as you, people are sitting there crying. They can't even eat their own food because they're like, God is sitting here eating poop, eating poop <laughs> food. Like, I'm not kidding. <laughs> 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 Look at her cry. Right, Anthony? She's eating poop. She's eating poop for me. Uh, and we believe it. And we no, really but like we it. felt so sad that God did that for us. Like that made us feel so guilty that we didn't even want to eat our food. I have a uh, I have a good last <laughs> animal that I think we could wrap up on. What? Oh, what's the animal? What's the church's take on frogs, Anthony? 
Okay. You, if you would like to share, okay, Anthony has a short story that he has shared with us privately. Yeah. And if you're not comfortable sharing it with publicly to the whole world, then that's totally fine. Just want everyone to know yeah. that he has a very funny frog story. And one day, if not now, he'll tell us. It just okay. fits in so perfectly. I feel like other people, I feel like I'm not the only one with like frog stories and snake <laughs> stories. But basically, what I had witnessed <laughs> when, so, they had uh, purchased a new location um, somewhere in New York, and they had um, a, a little pond. Like it was like a, 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 you know, like it wasn't huge, but it wasn't like tiny either. And when they had inherited it with the purchase, it was a complete wreck. It was like this disgusting. Like you know, we'd go to it and. Um, there would be like snakes swimming up to us and there's like frogs and all these nasty creatures. And the pastor was like, how in the world do the Mormons and the Jehovah witnesses around the corner from us have beautiful, like, you know, water scenery. And here we are, you know, this is what we have. So constantly they'd have people drive from all over the place to go into this pond and swim to the bottom with buckets that you'd buy and scoop out muck from the bottom. But also part of the cleaning process was um, the annihilation of some animals that uh, had it as their home, including frogs that they would kill. There was um, a, a, a wasp hive that they took a flamethrower to. Um, we'd go there and there'd be um, snakes um, just like killed and their bodies hanging off the gate. Um, it, it was uh, it was definitely like not PETA friendly, um, the way that they took care of cleaning this pond. And um, this is just what I had seen. And frogs were included with this uh, extinction of whatever was there, um, as well as a lot of turtles. Um, there was a lot of snapping turtles inside. Um, why do you think they were slaughtering all these little defenseless animals? They didn't want um they didn't want these particular animals in their pond. Because of the Bible, do you think? The frogs in Revelation represented like um like false prophets. So they said that these these frogs um they kill them like they're false prophets. Mm. And they'd go around and they'd, they'd murder the frogs and kill the snakes, which obviously there's a biblical meaning right. within. So they would just do it. Like they would just mm. uh, destroy these uh, like animals that had lived there. And then, you know, I mean, I'll tell you the truth. It looks good. <laughs> it looks a lot better. It looks better. good now. It looks good now. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of blood on the hands, but, you know, it's, uh, um, you know, it's awful. Yeah, so frogs are are the false prophets, and when they saw real frogs, they uh, went on a murder spree. That is so sad. And what did the turtles ever do? There's no reference to turtles in the Bible. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry, Anthony. That must have been traumatizing because I know that you're an animal lover. And so that must have been hard. Like, really, you have to dissociate from your real identity to be able to witness those kinds of things, right? I mean, I feel like after I gave up my dog for the church, um, you know, I I was able to build kind of like a, a an emotional wall right. for a while. Um, 
but yeah no it was it was definitely like bizarre to see if anything it was bizarre it was just like <laughs> um it was weird to see this at a church and like you know i think that the members were very um they're so repressed with entertainment that i guess they they were able to you know use this as a way to um get out, get out there and do, do, yeah get, yeah burn a little uh steam mm. Wow. Wow. (laughs) We ended it on comedy, guys. Uh, I mean, it's just just so unbelievable. Yeah. You know, it's, um, you know, uh, and I'd say, like, ultimately, though, um, for me, for the words that we choose and the words that we use, I, um, that was like one of the first things and that whenever I speak to somebody who just left, that's one of the things I tell them, like, try to do this really just try to take the words back, you know, don't say, you know, Christ on Sung Hong. It is on Sung Hong, which is crazy because I never knew that the acronym for Christ on Sung Hong was cash. Oh, snap. <laughs> and then okay. that, that would make the red heifer, the cash cow. <laughs> so. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yes, I love that. Oh, but you know, it's um, you know, I would say that it, it's really a big part of the healing is to realize that you know your reality was built by this group, and you need to reclaim your reality. And a big part of that is to get your words back. So to see like this endless, I have so many more that I didn't even cross off the list of terminologies that they hijacked out of our language to mean something else. Now it feels really good to be able to, you know, get back to reality. Without going into uh, too much details, just say the list. Oh, okay. Uh, Sword. Water, meaning the world. Water, meaning of life, meaning eternal life. Or water, meaning of cleansing. Uh, Holy material. Satan. Contribution. Nicodemus. Physical. Book of life. Family. Latter rain. Most holy place. Um, and then I had a list of Korean terms that like we'd have to say in the church as well. What about nay? Someone's like, nay, you know, can, can you um uh can you do this? Nay. What does nay mean to you? No. Wrong. No. Nay is Korean for yes. What? Um there was a one story I heard where this Korean member um you know the person in, I think in Germany, they were, and the person said, nay, like, oh, do you want to come to the church? Nay. And you're like, no. And then like, oh, great. Come on. And they're like, nay. <laughs> and they're like, okay, now come. Like, you know, he said, nay, let's go. And it was like this confusing back and forth, but the person, even though they kept on saying no, they thought they were saying yes in Korean. So the person ended up going to the church because it was just an awkward situation. They didn't know like why this person kept on like hearing no, but being like, you said yes, come on. Shamoki <laughs> Samida, um, which I, I hope I'm, I'm pronouncing these correctly. No idea. Tony? You wouldn't say Shamoki Samida before you ate? Does that mean enjoy your meal? Yeah, it was, uh, I'm going to enjoy this food. Enjoy your meal. We would say something like, enjoy yeah, your poop, maggots. <laughs> yeah, enjoy your poop food, maggots. <laughs> That's what that meant. <laughs> um, 
Okay, Tony, you have to have some too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, had a, right. we would always say like, Kamsamnida, Suranghamnida. Yeah, that means thank you. And the next one, Suranghamnida, is I love you. When you guys would, how long until you stopped feeling really awkward saying these? Um, I always felt awkward saying those. Me too. Like, never get over that feeling of like, I'm saying this one word in another language. Some people fully embrace it and like wanted to fully study Korean. I go. <laughs> yeah, I go. Chumalo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I go means like, oh my, like, yeah. you know, it, it, it means that. So like whenever like something would happen, like that was misfortunate, you'd be like, I go. Uh, that one I liked. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll keep that one. <laughs> I'm taking it back. <laughs> taking it back. <laughs> now we have some new memories of baby prostitutes, so we don't have to think about those old baby yeah. prostitutes. I'm not taking anymore. that one back. Okay. Baby prostitutes. That's you fair. Can that one church of God. <laughs> That's <laughs> fair. <all> <laughs> I'm I'm taking fragrance. <laughs> I'm taking I'm taking a lot of these back. You don't this own them is, anymore. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Now, mother means my mom. <laughs> right. Even the word mother, like, oh, yeah. I, I, I can't. I can't. Like, I just say, you know, but mommy, but yeah, but see, I always call my mom mom. You know, mother was, it's so formal that it's like we never really used it anyway. So, so yeah. I erase it out. And I'm going to make a new one yeah. mother lovers. That means anybody in the church of God. Ah, gonna, that's, I, that's from now on. That's what I'm going to refer to them as. I love the mother lovers. Those mother they'll actually like that. They'll like that one. Yeah, yeah. I know. So everybody wins. Everybody wins. <laughs> I like hey. that. Mother lovers. Hey, mother lovers, come on and talk to us. We would love to talk to you. We want to have you on. We want to ask you what you guys think about this podcast. So we know you're <laughs> listening. Come on on. Yeah, right? and look. I don't know if they're listening. I just well, cannot imagine. Somebody anything. has to be listening. And I want to talk to you. I miss you. I want to tell you what I've been learning. You tell me what you've been learning. Let's have an open de debate, right? Yeah, yeah let's have words. Let's, let's have use words. words. Let's use yeah. real vocabulary. You know what, though? I'm not even kidding. I like to have a thesaurus by me. I like to have a dictionary because I need to find words again. Like so many words were lost because our vocabulary, not only was it different, but it was so limited. We could only think about certain things. And so now I really want to focus on expanding my vocabulary, right? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. You know, the, the more words you have to describe things, it's like almost like you could view things even more clearly. Right. Because now you're able to describe them more accurate. Right. So good. I like it. Let's like do that. Let, let's sign up for a word of the day app. Okay. Yeah. I like it. I like let's, it. Uh, let's grow our horizons. But uh, how are we going to end this one? You know how we end it. Oh, All wait. right, everybody. I'm taking this one. Okay. This, one. this is another one, mother lovers. <laughs> Boom, baby. There's another one, Melchizedek. Let's see, that's another one. But... 